Welcome in to episode 35 of The Bluest Tape. I'm Harvey Couch alongside... Jeff Coleth. And thanks for joining us as we take our weekly trip through the live catalog of Widespread Panic. Um, It's almost Thanksgiving, so happy Turkey Day, Jeff. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, Harvey. What do you guys got planned for this year? Uh, We are hitting the road. We're heading, uh, heading south and west to arkansas to stay to visit some family and every four years they do sort of a a family reunion thing down on the lake in uh in arkansas so we'll be heading to do that and uh hopefully we don't kill each other on (laughs) nine hours of the four of us in the car but um it'll be fun when we get there how about you uh we'll be going to northeast ohio and spend some time with the in-laws which i always look forward to and it's a Looking forward to Black Friday for, it's not record store day, but I hope everybody will support their local record store. And then Small Business Saturday is always uh, the good part of the weekend, mm-hmm. too. So support your local businesses. Don't just support the big old big box stores and the Amazon on Cyber Tuesday or Monday, whenever that is. But um, I think there's some good stuff that will be out on Black Friday for record store day. And I, I'm always excited because it's the time when record stores tend to put out stuff they hold back so it's a chance to get some rarities and some fun stuff too so that's what i'm looking forward to beyond all the food and family and camaraderie and football football shop local um shop local everybody that's right so uh you know i'm thankful for you jeff and for this podcast (laughs) me too harvey and happy anniversary 17 years ago today is when we is when is when we met face to face in person in Louisville, Kentucky before the show at the Palace Theater. I'm getting verklempt. <laughs> uh, indeed it is. It's hard to believe. It, in some ways it seems like it's been longer than that, but one of the things we've talked about like on here a little bit but also offline is that, you know, Back in the day, when you were trading tapes with people, you developed these sort of relationships and friendships with folks online. Obviously, that's what people do today, but it was a little bit more... I feel like it was a little bit more meaningful because there took so much effort to maintain right. contact with personal, people. Yeah, and there weren't so many people out there. Yeah, but using uh, AOL Instant Messenger and uh, other things to, to, to keep in touch. RIP AOL Instant Messenger in December. This <laughs> Pour one out, Pour one out for, for AIM. December of this year but but yeah it was always fun to meet the people that you traded tapes with and obviously we we met in Louisville and then we've been friends ever since so and you did you come I know you came to visit Lexington I guess that was after that in the was that sometime then in the few months after that when my roommate was throwing his Jimmy Jam Jam that's right. I think I, I came for uh, North Mississippi All-Stars. Okay, yeah. We went January, so that was like January 23rd of 01. And y'all, okay. I drove down and there was like, y'all got a massive like snow slash ice storm. Oh. Um, but I felt compelled. I remember driving back in the snow and like, why did I leave? This is stupid. But anyway, but yes, we've, we've, we've been through a lot together, Harvey. And it's uh, sort of culminated in this in 35 episodes of the blue tape i guess that um that you know not to get 
too autobiographical, but that that period of time from like September of 2000 until like March of 2001 was the, was the only time since uh, well, May of 97 that I wasn't with my current wife. That wow. we were we were still like de- you know we hadn't separated, but she moved back to we after we graduated, she moved back to Connecticut, and with the idea that that I would probably move up there eventually, and I just wasn't quite ready for that, and so I stayed in Kentucky, and then in the intervening time was when I got a job doing uh, sports radio, which is sort of like my dream job, and uh, and so I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to leave, I'm going to stay, and so then she came back uh, in. It was like March or April of 2001. So, um, yeah. So you you helped me get through that 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 dark time. And this and I definitely remember this. We're we're going to play the show at the end of this episode, the the 2000 Palace show. Um, like I definitely remember like some of the songs having like deeper meaning to me, like because I missed her and you know like was just feeling a little more emotional um, being at a show without her. And um, yeah. So thanks for being there for me, buddy. <laughs> of course, anytime, Harvey. Anytime. Um, I was going to make a joke about being sentimental about one arm, Steve, but I won't do it. So. <laughs> How did you know that was the song I was thinking about? <laughs> um, oh. Well, we decided to choose selections from uh, November 21st, and uh, there's been a handful of those over the years, but we're going to get started with uh, November 21st, 1999, from another Palace Theater in uh, New Haven, Connecticut. And, you know, last episode, we played a number of selections. We played six from selections from six shows in Lawrence, Kansas, and with a special focus on the last three, that great fall tour of 97. Um, and again, we've talked a lot about fall tour of 93 and 96, 97, 98, and we haven't really talked a lot about fall tour of 99. Um, maybe we'll get there eventually. But um, I will say that this is, this is a, uh, um, this was one I'm, glad that i took the time to listen to i really enjoyed this part of the show uh, or this part of the tour um and again sort of a sucker for a, a strong holden oversoul so let's get started with november 21st 1999 palace theater new haven connecticut right at the end of the first set starting off with holden oversoul
Oh!
November 21st, 1999 from the Palace Theater in New Haven, Connecticut. And uh, you heard the end of the first set, Holding Over Soul into Jack into Henry Parsons Died. Um, this was a this was a good show. I I hadn't like you said we you know we haven't really touched much on Fall Tour '99, but um, it was cool to to check it out. And this is a this is a nice little segment from the end of the first set. Um, yeah, it is. And then the second set's coconut opener and a driving pusher driving and wish you were here fishwater post drums, which is pretty good. And then my personal equivalent of a two song flip the bird. That's, yeah, that's a, be, that's pretty close, <laughs> which is a blue Indian chunk of coal. On board. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, this is a pretty good show overall. I really like the Holden. Um, it's got a, I like the, the kind of the jam after the peak is, is, is pretty, it's kind of mellow and it's got a little bit of reggae thing going on and mm-hmm. it's just a, it's a, it's just a good version of the song. So and we all know um, you love reggae. We do. It's one of my favorite things in the world. Um, so we'll go back in time to 1998 to kind of an important show, I think in panic history. Yeah. Um, in, uh, we, we've touched on it a little bit cause again, we played, we played some stuff from Fall Tour 98. We've talked a lot about how great it is. Um, when we did our sandwich show, um, the segment we're going to play tonight just missed the cut. Um, but one of the things we talked about this show a lot was this was a show that I think was sort of a – It was it, obviously it wasn't to the level of Halloween or even Thanksgiving in Chicago. But I distinctly remember a bunch of people traveling to New York for this show. It was a weekend show. Um and it was kind of a big deal. And this was when they, the sort of the big unveiling of the new sound system, if I recall correctly. Yeah. I think this was the first show of the new sound system. And I, and I can remember definitely like seeing the set list and thinking like, uh, it looks like the, like the band thought this was a big deal too, you know, yep. um, like it sort of has a feel of a, of a holiday show or something. And um, it, I I had this, you know, on DAT pretty shortly after the show, and I remember just wearing it out. Like, this was one of my favorite shows from Fall 98. Um, And it definitely sounds a little bit better than than the shows that had come before it. So uh, that that was part of it. Danny's tried so hard to just make those school bombs all (laughs) awful for everybody, but you can't. Technology beat him. so. Um, So... New sound system for the win, but I think it. Um, this is a pretty. This is a good show overall, like you said, and it's uh, um, an instrumental little Lily in the first set, um, in the midst of a driving sandwich, and then the portion we're gonna play is pre drums and the second steps second set, starting off with Papa's home. Gets falling down, the frost is burnt out of 
Alright, widespread panic at the Roseland Ballroom in New York City, November 21st, 1998. Uh, middle of the second set, Papa's home into Love Tractor into Make Sense to Me, and then back into Love Tractor. It was interesting listening to this. I don't know why I had like had it in my head that it was a that it was a Papa's home sandwich and not a Love Tractor sandwich, and so it almost caught me off guard. And it, it almost always does when when Papa's is like you know unsplit, mm-hmm. you know, when they kind of do the jam and they come back in to the finish part. Um, it just just sounds a little bit different. So that was cool. And then I had forgotten that they had split the Love Tractor when I was listening to it, um, which is always sort of that cognitive dissonance you know when you're like wait did they i thought like what happened there wasn't there more to play you know what i mean like it's not like a drive-in or a, <laughs> uh-huh. um you know or a papa's or something or a proving ground where you kind of know where the split is and you're expecting it um you know when they split a song that you don't usually that they don't do as often it's it sort of sort of throws you for a loop um but this is a cool one uh, and especially with the makes sense to me in between, um, but definitely highly recommend everybody uh, checking this show out from start to finish. It's a, it is really good. Uh, yeah, this Papa's Home is is excellent. Um, I think I agree with you. Un, sort of un, un unsplit Papas kind of became. I wouldn't say a, they wouldn't say a rarity necessarily, but I think spent so much time listening to like 96 shows with Papa's drums, Papa's. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I'll never understand is closing out the second set with Papa's drums, Papa's right. like, <laughs> what is the point for coming back on stage for two minutes yeah. and then leaving and then coming back. Um, but I do think, uh, this is a really great version. This is like you said, this is a good show. Um, and I, again, I think, um, fall 98 is just, is the more, the more time I've spent with it. It's just it's reinforcing, um, I saw a lot of shows that tour, but reinforcing how good it actually is. And this is another great show. So we'll jump two years back into the future, um, or forward into the future. And we'll head to another Palace Theater, Louisville, Kentucky, um, November 21st, 2000. And this show has been, uh, it's an official release by the band. I believe it is a Porch Songs release. Uh, no, it was a, it was a pod, it was the archive podcast. Archive podcast. Okay. Yeah. So it was a Horace thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was a show that, you know, was on a, uh, Tuesday night in, in Louisville. Um, I remember distinctly that I gave my grad school professor historiography for like 501 or whatever it was, Professor Vite de Boer. I gave him. I told him that um, I was leaving early, going home for Thanksgiving because I was homesick and I hadn't been home in a long time. And in fact, I was not going home because I was staying in Indiana so I could go to this show, basically. Uh-huh. And essentially, I chose this show over the show a week later in Bloomington because I couldn't do both. Mm. Um, I couldn't skip two classes, and I think. Professor DeBoer um, knew all along that I had skipped that class and it reflected in my grade. So he got me in the end. Um, but I think, and I felt sick to my stomach that I missed the show the next Tuesday night in, at, at IU, um, mainly because of the set list. Mm-hmm. And of course, when um, I had met a couple of friends when I moved to Indiana to go to grad school, these two guys, Jeff and Mike, who were IU grads and panic fans. And I'd met Jeff through trading uh, at that time, trading CD ROMs actually, um, a little bit. And, um, I went to the show with them and I remember we flew down I 65 
and ate at an Arby's, which I might think uh, it was not the last time I ate at an Arby's, but I think it was the next to last time I ate at an Arby's. So much regret. <laughs> so much regret. I can pretty much pinpoint the the last time I've eaten at the majority of fast food restaurants that exist, but that's another episode. Um, but Jeff and Mike were good friends that I went to some shows with, went to a lot of IU basketball games with, and they were, you know, Jeff was the guy that called me on the 28th and gave me the bad news about all the songs that I had missed, but mm-hmm. I had gone to the show with them on the 21st. And, but what was exciting was the fact that, you know, I told them, it's like, Hey, we got to get to town. Cause I got to go to this bar and go meet my new friend, Harvey. Oh yeah. And we met at a bar close to the palace. I don't know if it's still there. I don't know if it. If, if I don't remember the name of the bar. See, I don't uh, even. So this is I don't recall that. My recollection <laughs> was meeting you in the pit, like before the show in the palace. No, we met at a bar. Okay. And we had a drink, I think, or beers or something. And then we went over to the show before. And then you had, I had my D8, which I had used faithfully throughout much of the fall. And you had your DAP1. Uh huh. And we uh, went, and we both, I think, patched out of uh, Bill Mixon that night. Okay. So I think was at that time was probably running. He, Bill ran everything at one point in time. He ran, he ran Microtechs, he ran AKGs, and then I think by this time he was running Sheps. Yeah. Um, and we were on the floor, and I think the version that's on Panic Stream might be um, Tom Kingston's B and K version, which is fantastic. So, again, Fall Two Thousand shows they all sound good. I mean, they all sound fantastic because the sound system was really dialed in, the band was really on, but I think the FOB stuff really started to come out and Billy's and tapers were getting, really were getting better too. You know? Tapers are getting better. I mean, Billy was one of the great ones. I mean, really, I mean, he just, some of the, the new Orleans 2000 stuff was really good. And I'm pretty sure that he did the, um, Monroe show, right. From 96. Um, I think that was his, Maybe. um, somebody can fact live fact check us, uh, fact check us on that. But overall, I think the, the, this show sounds really good and it's a good show and again I think at the time I didn't it was a good show and I think it sort of to me it sort of it got saved towards the end with the coconut closer which we'll play and then of course the great last dance encore yeah so um, this I enjoyed the show a lot like I said it, it sort of I was a little emotional because I was without my partner um, and but it was cool you know getting to meet you before it and uh I always love shows at the palace and I'm going to look through, you know, dig through my archives, but I'm pretty sure that I've got a, a video cassette of Ooh. some portion of the show, um, that a guy I knew in Lexington filmed. So I'll see if I can't dig that out and, and get it up on the YouTubes for the people. Um, An actual, do you have a video cassette player? Well, that's going to be part of the problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think if I if I can find the tape, I can find I can find a, a VHS deck. I think somewhere. Sure. Just like you still at, just like you're going to transfer five twenty three ninety five, right? I'm so never I'm never going to do that. Just <laughs> for the point of it. Um, but anyway, let's uh, let's play the the end of this show, um, and we'll start it off with uh, this part of town.
All right. Widespread Panic at the Palace Theater in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, November 21st, 2000, the end of the show. Um, this part of town with Carlton Smith on drums and percussion, and then Lowrider into Coconut, and really stellar versions of all of these songs, long versions mm-hmm. of, of all three of these songs. And Harvey, I think you have the claim to fame of the two times that Carlton Smith has sat in with Widespread Panic. You have seen Carlton Smith both times. Yeah, uh, over five years apart <laughs> for the 95 show from the Newport in Columbus and then uh, the show uh, at the Palace in Louisville. So that was pretty cool um, claim to fame. But I, yeah, I listened to this whole show today and um, it, it's it's better than I recalled. You know, um, the, the first set has got some good, um, they sort of stretch out. Uh, just, you know, the segments between the songs, between Wonder and Rebirth and Rebirth and Blight, and then nice instrumental action man and first trouble since Halloween. Um, and then also like the early second set Red Beans, you know, which is always kind of, you know, anytime you see Red Beans, it's not an encore. I always thought it was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also, you know, this was a period of time, uh, when they were playing the, the don't tell the band songs, but you know, hadn't released don't tell the band yet. Um, and I, f- I feel like those are, those are good eras for those songs, you know, like give and mm-hmm. thought sausage and action man were still f- kind of fresh. And, um, and so these were good versions of those songs too, I thought. So, um, I, uh, yeah, fond memories for sure. Um, at the break, I had mentioned that, you know, hadn't seen Panic for you know three weeks in from the three weeks before in New Orleans, obviously. Which when that sets your hair on fire, the next time you see him, you're expecting a lot. And then I looked back and realized that I had seen two out of the three prior shows to this one in Louisville and Madison and St. Paul. So there goes that theory. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, but those shows were good in their own right too, especially the 17th in uh, Madison, um, which is another Horace sh- show, I believe. But yeah, I think this show, again, it wasn't one that has been foremost in my mind or in my memory for being great, but I do think, um, and I think we chose the best part of the show, um, but I think the, uh, again, the last dance encore was pretty strong, and it just was, again, an overall really good show, and the Palace is such an amazing place to see a concert, um, seen a handful of shows of, uh, there over the years, and uh it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great place. And it's a great place to be. It's a good, you know, it's a good moment in time for the band too. I think yeah, fall absolutely. 2000 and, um, you know, it sounded really good and they were, um, they were really hitting the groove with some of the, that stuff, especially in newer, newer songs. And, um, so yeah, no, cool to visit. Good, like put on comfy pair of shoes. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's brings us to the end of our, pre-thanksgiving slash anniversary episode of uh of, of the bluest tape um i want to thank everybody for tuning in again and um hope everybody has a good thanksgiving remember to follow us on the socials and um continue to to share your thoughts with us um, on twitter or email or however you want to do it um, we're always looking for comments and feedback and ideas for other shows and um and appreciate everybody uh tuning in harvey got any closing thoughts um, I don't think so. Just, you know, be safe if you're traveling uh, for Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, be thankful for all the things that you've got. And um, we're thankful for you that you uh, that you listen. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to everybody next week. 